Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the True Discipleship Podcast. We are starting a series that we are calling Christians in Culture. You know, there are so many things that are around us in our world that we just consider normal because, well, they're just a part of the fabric of how we've grown up. Whether it's Halloween or the type of entertainment that we take in, there are all sorts of things that sometimes clash with our faith and with our relationships with God. So in this series, we're going to have in a couple of guests, we're going to talk all about Christian liberty. What are we allowed to do? How do we make decisions about the right things? And then how do we know the convictions that we should live with? Today, we asked our friend Jonah Wiley to join us on the show as we kick off this series. And we're going to be talking about the subject of Halloween. And that's why you're getting this episode on a Monday instead of a Tuesday, uh, just in time for Halloween. We're going to talk about should we as Christians celebrate Halloween? Are we honoring the origins of where Halloween started when we decide to celebrate it? What we should do with our own personal convictions and how ultimately we can achieve unity within the body of Christ. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the True Discipleship Podcast. My name is Aaron. And I'm Morgan. And uh, we have a special episode for you today. This one is dropping on a Monday. Um, so you know it's got to be, it's going to get weird. Is it going to I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, it feels weird. I can't say, I was about to say, Happy Halloween, everybody, but I don't yeah. know. For those of you who participate in the practice of celebrating Halloween, Happy Halloween. For those of you who don't, Here's an episode on a Monday instead of a Tuesday. There you go. For uh, <laughs> no nondescript reason. <laughs> For any nondescript reason, I guess. Um, yeah, so we are back. We are kind of going into a series um, of of talks of what do we do with, with just different cultural norms and different things that are set in culture. And so uh, this was an episode that was kind of a, a maybe. It was a toss-up on are we going to talk about this or are we not going to talk about this. And here's something that I realized is that, Morgan, for me and you, we live together. We're, we're married. We know each other pretty well. Uh, and we agree on a lot of things. Um, and so I think uh, sometimes um, around certain topics, they're not interesting to talk about because we just agree with each other the entire time. You're not interested in talking to I me? I'm interested in talking to you. I don't know if it's interesting for other people to listen to us just <laughs> celebrate. It, like, you know what I'm talking about? Just talk yeah. about the same things together all the time. Uh, so, um, originally this idea was kind of put on the back burner. And then a few weeks ago, uh, I share an office with a guy named Tim, who we're going to hear from Tim, uh, next week. He's going to be on next week's episode, but he was watching this video and I was like, man, this dude's voice sounds really familiar. So I walk over to his desk and look at his phone and he is, uh, I'm sorry, you walked over to his desk and looked at his phone. Yeah. That sounds like super invasive. He's listening to an Instagram video on full volume in a <laughs> shared office. Okay. I don't want to hear anything. Uh, so <laughs> I realized that the guy in the video is my old roommate. Uh, his name is Jonah Wiley. And over the past few years, since we lived together, um, Jonah has blown up on social media um, with the handle, the Bible teacher. You can find him on TikTok. You can find him on Instagram. Uh, over 500,000 followers, over 9 million likes between the two platforms, like really blown up. And he was kind of found himself in the middle of some hot water. And so uh, we decided to have him on and talk about this topic of Halloween and where does that fall for Christians and all that stuff. So uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome uh, Mr. Jonah Wiley. Jonah, what's up? Hey, bro. Thanks for having me. Dude, so glad that you're here. It's I'm glad we had a little bit of time to catch up before we started recording. Um, because if not, it would just be like probably 
45 minutes of us just talking about the last yeah just few talking years. about life yeah um but dude yeah so for those who don't know you out there in listener land um who are you what do you do yeah just kind of share a little bit of that with us yeah so uh aaron and actually aaron and i actually were uh roommates during the school year it was 2017 through 2018 mm-hmm. i remember that that was the, that was the year we were roommates that that school year and in i believe it was uh, january 2021 my mentor uh jay he's like hey jonah you should you should go on social media i think you'd be really good at it i think you should make a tiktok account and i looked at him i said no that's stupid i'm not doing that <laughs> absolutely not and he's like no i think you'd be really good at it i was like all right can I ask right, you a let's, question? Let's give it a shot. Yeah. Going into it, what was your opinion of social media? Like, were you like completely taken back by it, or were you like, no, I'll try this out? Um, Instagram, I thought it was just a good social app. TikTok, I thought um, I had a few bad experiences. You know, me being a, a school teacher and hearing what TikTok was doing to students and how the students were like receiving mm-hmm. uh, the content from TikTok, I was like, I will not have any part of this evil and dark device of a platform like that was kind of my mindset i'm like no i'm not having a part in it but then my mentor was like you should make an account and i was like okay i'll do it just to honor you just mm-hmm. just to honor you and i got like ten thousand followers in three months and then i hit a hundred thousand followers in may of 2022 and currently i'm sitting at three hundred and fifty thousand. so i was like okay I, I i think i'm good at this okay. yeah this is this is interesting and uh, recently, Instagram came into the play. I grew about eighty thousand followers in a month. Wow! Were, just, was that a lot of? This, was that a lot of overlap of people kind of moving over from TikTok and then following you on this platform as well, or did you see no, a bit it was, of a it mix? No, it was completely fresh. Wow! Completely fresh followers because I started to. It's interesting. Um, I I felt the Lord say to take a break from TikTok for about three weeks, and so I did. And I just didn't recreate anything. I just didn't post anything on my mm-hmm. TikTok account, and I just started reposting all of it on Instagram. Um, nothing different than what I was already doing. Like yeah. I was still reposting on Instagram and I had like 37,000, which is a lot. And then, and then just in the span of a month, I'm sitting at, I think I'm about like 110,000 on Instagram. Wow. Dude, so, that's so dope. And, and like, I just got back on TikTok yeah. on, on oh. Thursday. That was like three weeks. Okay. So it's like, okay, wow. And so, um, on Instagram, I, well, let me, it actually originally started on TikTok, this whole, uh, Halloween drama on, on, on my okay, I did I don't know if the listeners can hear so I'm quotation I'm using quotation marks with my fingers uh, quotation marks because I, on TikTok I saw this guy um, he made a video and he's saying like uh, you could you could claim you're a Christian but you're cheating on God on Halloween mm-hmm. and instantly I'm like no seems a little you, extreme you, you, yeah I'm like you're cheating on God when you sin mm-hmm. like how, that that doesn't make sense and I started listening to more of what he said. And a lot of the stuff, like, he claimed to be a pastor. He claimed to be, I'm not going to name him just because that's gossip. And then mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about that guy specifically. I'm just going to talk about what he said. We have no problem name dropping here. So you're... <laughs> we do. We actually, no. We have to get in the, the habit of not name dropping. I do not like name dropping. Well, if you guys want to know who it was, just go watch my TikTok and <laughs> social go. media accounts. Because they're, they're kind of, these videos are kind of viral now and not yeah. in a good way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm listening to him and he's legit saying like, you know, you dress up as a uh, in a costume character on Halloween, you are changing your identity. I'm like, that is directly against 2 Corinthians 5.17. And I'm listening to him. I'm like, you are not making sense, sir. Mm-hmm. And so I made a video about it. 
because uh, the, the so, one thing that so I'd, I'm, yeah, I'm go sorry, ahead. really quick. So I think this is important to consider because so a part of the reason why we wanted to have you on here was because of I think you can communicate so much in a however many seconds long TikTok, but to be able to have a platform where you can kind of express your thought in a little bit more. I think is helpful. So it's interesting to hear from you that you saw what I'm assuming was like a clip of this message. And then you went and kind of dug a little bit deeper. Is is that right? Am I understanding I did, that right? Yes. Okay. I dug deeper into what his message was. Cause I guess he was like an ex Satanist and he was like hardcore, like met with demons and all that. And now he's a mm-hmm. pastor. So I was, I was like, okay, let me listen to this guy. You know, he, that's a valid testimony. But then the more I listen to him, I'm like, I don't think he's right. And so I made a video, and, and the, something that I target my, my account to is, is to attack legalistic mindsets because a legalistic mindset will condemn you even if you didn't sin. Mm-hmm. And so you, you can just be doing something regular and something like an everyday life, but like if you were raised in, this, in a life where you were taught that this is a sin, you will beat yourself up even though you didn't commit a sin. Like You could be growing up as a kid thinking that, um, eating celery is a sin. Or some, I'm just using a funny example. <laughs> no. Eating celery is a sin. And then when you're an adult, you eat you celery, your that? mind condemns you. The sin condemns you, and you feel like you sinned against God even though mm-hmm. you didn't. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I kind of target it. And so I made a video that challenged the viewpoint. And I said, like, and I used the illustration. I'm like, if a five-year-old kid wants to go dress up as Spider-Man and go get candy with his friends and his neighbors, what is demonic about that? Mm-hmm. There's, like, there's nothing wrong with that. You could do that on November 1st. Nothing changes. You can do that on October 30th. Nothing changes. But all of a sudden, when it's on the ho- night of Halloween, August, October 31st, that's when it's a problem? That doesn't make sense. And so at the end of the video, I even said, like, you know, if you have a conviction for Halloween and you still think it's a sin after all I said, that is okay. Follow your convictions. That's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But don't condemn those who do. Like, I brought Halloween to the Lord. Like, I, I half of my childhood was... My parents were like, no, Halloween is a sin, it's evil, it's full of witchcraft and everything like mm-hmm. that, don't do it. And then the other half of my childhood, my parents were like, oh, it's probably not that bad. Yeah, They laid off up, a little you know? bit. So that's yeah, they interesting. laid off a little bit. That's interesting. I do want to hear a little bit of that because I think that's probably important for, for the rest of this conversation is to kind of know where, where everybody stands on this stuff. So you grew up, I mean, 50-50 is probably an oversimplification, but started off, Halloween is evil, don't do it, that's bad. And then it kind of shifted gears mm-hmm. a little bit. Morgan, for you, where were you at in like being raised was halloween okay did y'all celebrate did yeah yeah i grew up trick-or-treating every year and costumes um i'm trying to remember if we did anything at church i think church was more like the fall festival was on saturday and you know you had like um like you could wear a costume on saturday to the fall festival but like never to like church on sunday Mm. i think that was like the line that we drew the cutoff yeah yeah that's not our context now like where we are now you can yeah like you can yeah we're like wearing halloween costumes to church on sunday and there is a part of me that kind of like tenses up like oh Mm. oh can we do that like i'm not 100 percent sure that i want to uh because of my childhood and that that line being drawn of like the costumes are okay on saturday but not on sunday Mm, that's interesting yeah so i grew up household uh very anti-halloween um the one halloween memory that i have like vividly is i don't know if you guys remember carmen the like christian yes yes (laughs) oh dear right in my childhood i remember (laughs) there was a year Oh my gosh. It's like unlocking a memory for me. And it was Halloween and I couldn't 
go out trick-or-treat i've never been trick-or-treating before um and uh couldn't go out trick-or-treating and i remember there was like a bunch of kids in our neighborhood but like you know our house was like the one with the lights off like don't come here you know like passover <laughs> we, we have blood uh, lamb's blood on the doorpost just to make sure people wouldn't come over to our house um that has a whole different meaning on halloween <laughs> night that you have yeah, blood yeah, like on that's, your yeah that's a house you definitely want to avoid on halloween night um but i remember there was like a children's book on why we didn't celebrate halloween that my mom had got to like help me understand why we didn't take part in it which i, I don't remember anything about that book but there were Carmen had a like Halloween night special on TBN that was like it was like live as a deterrent. Like, oh, you're not celebrating Halloween. You can do this instead. And that's like the one vivid Halloween memory that I have. Um, but then when I got older, me and my friends were college age. And I remember that was the first time I'd ever gone to a Halloween party. And I didn't dress up or anything like that, but it was a costume party. I was the one guy who maybe there was a few others, but like didn't dress up at all. And I remember my mom was so confused. She was like, I don't even know who you are anymore. Um, It wasn't this like condemning way, but it was just like, when did this become okay to you? Um, And I think the conviction part was a big part of it. Like I didn't know why it wasn't okay. And so I think there was a part of me that was like, oh, well, let me just try it and see what happens. And then I went and I had a great time. And so I was like, well, oh, I really don't get it now. Like, what's what's the big issue? Mm-hmm. So that had always been kind of the, the spectrum for me on that. Um, well, what, I, what I've seen is, you know, when I posted that video, I got a lot of DMs. Mm-hmm. And some of the DMs you thought that I just renounced Christ as my savior and became the Antichrist. Because they, they kind of responded like that. They were like... Oh my gosh! Like I had, I I had faith in you, and and then I asked them, like I just tried to like get down to their thinking and just try to say like you know this is what I think, and but what what do you think about it? And I think a lot of it comes from people have different views of what Halloween is. Yeah, and that's what's really creating the confusion. Like for for me as a kid, it was like, you know, bobbing for apples, trick or treating, dressing up as a ninja or something like that and hanging out with my friends that's that was my perspective of halloween but for other people it's full of witchcraft it's full of darkness it's full of evil so i found that when i said like you know it's not a sin to celebrate halloween they they community cultures heard two different things when i said that yeah i think there's kind of three camps that most people find themselves in it's halloween is 100 percent okay halloween is 100 percent not okay and then there's kind of this middle gray area of it is what you make it. And so I'll be honest. I don't know a ton about the history of Halloween. Uh, if I was a good podcast host, I probably would have gone back and done some research going into all of this. It's a good thing you have a partner but in this podcast who did, did you? do some did research. You? Okay. Yeah. Just, this is probably the most prepared I've ever been for a podcast episode. Why have you been sitting there quiet this whole time? I was waiting for you to <laughs> allude to the history She's of like, Halloween. if it was me, this co- this conversation would be over with by now. What a squash would be done. Please enlighten me on, on the history of Halloween because, again, I get a lot of DMs and they're both saying the complete opposite. They're saying it was birthed out of witchcraft and it was mm-hmm. birthed out of like the Reformation and the sainthood and all that so please yeah. enlighten yeah. me because i'm like well, i don't know which one's real so my phone is videoing right now so i can't go back to the like website where i was reading but i think i was on like history.com and like um britannica is that a reputable place halloween is legit.org <laughs> yeah like i skipped <laughs> wikipedia because i know we can't trust wikipedia for like sources mm-hmm. um but it was I think inter- britannica is is the same thing as wikipedia just like 
British. Oh, okay. Uh, then we'll go with. Like I thought I could be wrong on that. I'm, I don't <laughs> think that's right. Ignorant but person right now. Saying, <laughs> I don't. I don't know enough to confirm or deny that. But then I'm like, is history.com bought? Like, are they owned by somebody and would like write certain things about Halloween? I don't know. It's, Who knows? it's hard to trust any Probably sources ever. Her, yeah, right. Gets her, uh, gets her Halloween content from QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but what was interesting is that from most of the sources, like I didn't see anything about like witchcraft. Um, a lot of it was born out of, um, oh gosh, I can't even remember like the time frame, but it was like uh, contacting the dead. Mm-hmm. Um, it was believed like that night that anybody who was deceased would like come back for that one day or you would have access to be able to talk to spirits um and something that was interesting like where trick-or-treating came from was like children would go around to houses and like ask for like flour and sugar and like things that their families needed and didn't have at home Mm. uh which i thought was really interesting but it sparked me into this idea of like isn't that community of like (laughs) you know if you're in need of something and you go over and like Mm -hmm. you ask your neighbor for that um like as christians aren't we called to like live in that community like to serve each other i am so glad you said that because there was something that i was debating on whether or not we would bring it up or not but I mean, you're here, so we might as well ask you, Jonah. Uh, but there was a thing that you said in in your TikTok um, that, sorry, our dog is going nuts in the background. I don't know if you can hear her or not. I thought that was me. Oh, so uh, I was like, is there here? <laughs> I was um, like, because I'm in my office, and I'm like, is there somebody here? Like, there's not supposed to be here on Saturday. Okay. No, you're cool. good. Um, I'm at ease. That is our dog. Hopefully, she chills out soon. Yeah. Um, but you you made a statement in the TikTok, and if I'm misquoting you, please please clarify. But I think at one point you said, out of context, this sounds weird, but you said Jesus wants that kid, like the kid that dresses up as Spider Man and hangs out with his friends. I think you said Jesus wants that kid to celebrate Halloween or something like that. Am I? Yeah, I th- I said I think my exact words were like I think that's something Jesus would promote. I think that in, was in yeah. the context of of a kid dressing up as Spider Man, hanging out with his friends, going to his neighbors and getting candy, having a good time. Like that, like that. There's not one. There's nothing demonic about that in and of itself. And two, like you're being around people, hanging out with people, kind of like what Morgan said, is like it's a community thing. You're growing the community and expressing like back in that in her context was like you know going to what you need, but now it's like creating friendships and creating bonds and having memories with each other, mm-hmm. and it's like. That's something I think Jesus would promote, not 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 in the celebration of witchcraft or darkness or evil, but in the light of community-based memory making, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So, so there's two different ways this conversation can split off, and I kind of want to do both of them. So, <laughs> sorry if this doesn't Let's follow do a, a nice flow. So, we're gonna go first with what Morgan was just talking about with the origin of Halloween, and then we're gonna go back to what you just said, Jonah. Um, can, oh my god. I'm gosh. gonna take a like little break to go give her something to try to calm her down. Okay, that's what we'll do. We will close out this segment for a second to go and calm our dog down. <laughs> we'll be back and then uh, we're gonna have a little choose your own adventure approach to, to this topic of Halloween. All right, so two questions that come up out of the 
last little bit we just talked about we talked about the origin of halloween and then you talked a lot jonah about the idea of community building and all this stuff so we're going to take those both in in order the first with the origin i would love to hear from both of y'all um when it comes to things like halloween let's say halloween did start off as a demonic activity and now today culturally it has evolved into kids dress up as superheroes and go and get candy which one do you think is most important is it the origin and does the origin have any effect or is it just our current perception in time and what we believe that something is i don't know that i've fully unpacked that I did research on the origins of Halloween, but I have not fully unpacked like what it means to celebrate a holiday. Like Christmas, we're chilling, you know? Jesus was born, we're celebrating. We respect the origin of that and what it has evolved. Which into. is a combination of pagan tradition and Christian. Yeah, but Halloween, like if it is born out of witchcraft, which I, I don't know that... I mean, maybe, but when you Google where did Halloween come from, it was like just it like I couldn't find any reference to witchcraft of like that is where Halloween started. Mm -hmm. um, it was this like we believe we can contact spirits like All Hallows Eve mm -hmm. and like all that stuff. Um, there was something about the significance of bobbing for apples and I can't remember what it was, but it was really interesting. And it was like, why do we put apples and water mm -hmm. uh and it had some significance i'm really sorry that i can't remember it right now um, i do want to give a quick shout out uh we're not affiliated with him at all but mike winger um he has the uh youtube channel thinking biblically he has a video on the origins of halloween that i started watching i didn't i didn't watch enough of it for me to be able to regurgitate what he said but also i didn't want it to like fully sway this decision but if coming out of this episode you want to dive deeper um he's a resource i would highly recommend yeah, so I don't know I don't know where I land on celebrating a holiday if it means I am saying I agree with the origins of where this holiday came from. How do you define celebrate? Jonah, that can be a question for you too. I think like celebrating includes appreciating where something came from. So in, in my context, I guess to, I don't know if I, I, yeah, I did. I said that I grew up like trick or treating and stuff like that. But for me, like celebrating Halloween now would look like passing out candy in mm. our neighborhood, um, which we totally failed to do last year. Sorry to all of our neighbors. I forgot to buy Halloween candy and we had to like leave our front porch light off. And I was like, and oh. meanwhile, I was like, this is okay. It reminds me of my childhood. Somebody <laughs> throw Carmen up on the TV. <laughs> Um, and I don't even know that we've like really talked about it a lot. I still feel really bad. We had a Halloween party, my roommates and I, uh, and I like basically forced you to dress up. I was like, I have this great idea for a Halloween costume. I need you to participate. And I had no regard for your feeling or your convictions. So I'm really sorry that I did it's that. Fine. You, we ended up going as Kanye and Taylor Swift. So I was okay with it. It was a fantastic Halloween this costume. This was BC Kanye. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was when he interrupted Taylor Swift's acceptance speech. Uh, 
but yeah it was a great halloween costume and i was like we have to pull this off but i'm really sorry because like you have convictions about halloween that i just totally disregarded so i think as a family we haven't really unpacked what that's gonna mm-hmm. look like um i do want to pass out candy this year um and gosh there was a thought in there somewhere Oh, like celebrating. I think for celebrating for us looks like passing out candy will look like wearing costumes. Um, the fun stuff, the, the not witchcraft stuff. Okay. Uh, but I also want to ask myself in like celebrating Halloween, am I saying I respect the, the tradition that this was born out of? The origins of all that stuff. Yeah. Jonah, what about you? Origin or current cultural moment um i would i would be bold enough to say i don't think the origin has anything to do with nowadays because we we look at you know the lineage of jesus where that is an entirely broken family line i mean you got rahab the prostitute jacob and his wives having a baby making contest you look at (laughs) jamar and or not jamar um judah and tamar you look at David, you look at all these things, and we celebrate what Jesus did on the cross. Nobody says that when we celebrate Jesus dying on the cross and we celebrate his life, we never say like, oh, well, if you celebrate Jesus, then that also means you're celebrating prostitution, you're celebrating brokenness, you're ce- like nobody says that. And so we, we look at Jesus as the restorer of all things, and he restored a family lineage that mm-hmm. originated from really bad roots and a lot of brokenness. And so... I think a lot of it, not just for Halloween, I think there's a lot of things like nowadays that we that, that can be redeemed and be restored. And uh, something that my mentor, uh, Jay, also says is like, we got to stop giving the devil so much credit. Is like, we we, we put, we, we say we're not scared of the devil, but we're, he's always in our focus of, mm. of so many things. And so I, I look at stuff like this, stuff like Halloween, and it's like, does it have to be bad? No. Did it start out bad? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think that matters because I'm not participating in any sin. I'm not participating in witchcraft or idolatry or gluttony or well, maybe with the candy, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but I, I think or, originally, I don't think the origins matter. So this is this does bring up, I think, something that's pretty interesting is because you you just mentioned okay, well, is sinfulness like the thing that makes this inherently bad, which might actually answer the other question that I have for you because you talked about, oh, well, like if these kids are celebrating community, then, you know, then there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, then you have to kind of figure out the nuances of like, okay, well, if me and my men's small group go to a strip club, we're experiencing community, but there's something innately wrong with that, right? And the idea is that there is a sinfulness that's there. So let me ask you this question. Kid dresses up, goes off for Halloween. For the sake of this conversation, let's say we're okay with it. I want to make it clear. I do not know where I stand on this. So <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Um, kid goes out, celebrate Halloween. Oh, that's cute for the sake of this conversation. Um, but uh, what you mentioned earlier, you know, if we're talking about the origin of holidays and stuff, we do have Christmas, which there are some traditions that we celebrate in American Christmas that is derived from pagan activities. Um, there is Thanksgiving. If we want to talk about a, a holiday where we are hey. indulging in sinfulness... <laughs> If we understand the reality yes. that gluttony yes, is yes, sin, yes. then I mean, in you're some, saying cancel Thanksgiving, amp I'm, up the Halloween what celebrations. Is, is, what I'm asking is, is what is our standard for what's okay and what's not? Because mm-hmm. if the standard is okay, is this inviting me into a sinful act? 
that can happen on any day of the year, like yes. whether it's a holiday or not. Um, but I think there are some holidays where we have it has become so ingrained a natural part of our culture that we don't question it at all. So again, the gluttony of Halloween, the consumerism of Christmas, the nationalism of July Fourth. The give me something else. I'm on a roll. That's three. So threes are good. Threes um, are holy. New Year's Eve. Uh, setting people on fire. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like, at what point? Like, I think this is where the decision making actually has to come in and where we can have where we have the opportunity to eliminate some double standards of, well, this is OK because I did this and I wasn't wearing a costume <laughs> versus. Like, I mean, I feel like the holidays t- tend to have a, a tendency to to pull kind of the worst out of people at times, or at least the worst cultural parts of us that have been ingrained in who we are and how we think so. I think when we try to separate Halloween from the bunch as this one is innately wrong and the other ones are 100% okay, I think that's where we run into issue. A part of this, and, and we're going to kind of, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit more of the story in just a minute, but um, I think a part of what's so hard for me in trying to make my decision on where I stand on a holiday like Halloween is I know people who aren't Christian who don't celebrate Christmas. And I'm not talking about like, the religious side of Christmas, but they still do gifts and all this other, like they don't celebrate Christmas at all. And so for me, I think what makes me uncomfortable and the thing that makes me question myself is, is how can a person who's not a Christian live in a certain level of conviction towards a holiday that, that they want. But then for me as a Christian, I'm like, Oh, but, but it's candy and it's cute and it's fun. Like it almost feels like if anything, I should have, maybe more restraint does it make sense what i'm saying are you trying to have restraint to like elevate yourself above another person who no it's 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 restraint in the sense of like if this person doesn't celebrate a certain holiday because they're anti-religion they don't have any sort of christian ties at all at what point should my Christian ties be enough to say, listen, I don't want to, you know, a verse that gets brought up a ton in this, and I'm, I'm sorry if I'm, I'm talking in circles, I'm, I'm figuring this out. It's like a verse that gets brought up in this conversation a lot is the avoid the all appearances of evil. And so that's when I think the origin stuff kind of starts to come up and, oh, well, Halloween is uh, on the outside a naturally, um, there's an easy appearance of evil in the sense of you have horror movies and you have violence and you have blood and you have gore and all that other stuff. So that's the reason why a lot of people say I'm going to avoid Halloween. So mm-hmm. is there something that I'm missing there? Do, do you, does the question make sense? I don't know if there is a question in there. I didn't it's, know there was a question in there. Yeah. I, I hear you. I, I think, I think people can mix that verse up where it's like avoid anything that can kind of be taken as evil. Hmm. But I think the verse is actually saying, like, avoid any place where evil appears. You know, we've kind of said, like, okay, if it looks like it could be evil or in the image of evil, it's like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you should avoid that. If it's straight up evil and straight up witchcraft and straight up darkness. Like, I'm not going to watch a horror movie. I'm not going to because I know what that does to me. You know, there's certain convictions that I have. Um, actually, I had a friend that um this is an interesting i'm just playing devil's advocate here so i have a friend who just loves the lord just don't dress up as the devil and you're fine just don't dress up as the devil yeah he <laughs> loves the lord passionately and he 
was he and I were getting lunch one day and he's like, he's like leading like a discipleship group. He's running like an online church and all that. And he, and he and I were having lunch and he goes, you know, I actually love horror movies. And I'm like, what? Can, and I'm, I'm thinking that back in my head, I'm like, mm-hmm. can a Christian like horror movies? Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and I'm asking, I'm like, you're probably the first person I know that loves the Lord passionately that likes horror movies. He goes, yeah. I mean, if you're doing everything with the Lord, if he tells you to turn it off, turn it off. If he doesn't tell you to turn it off, ask him to show himself within the movie. Like, we're supposed to do everything with the Holy Spirit anyway. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, I've had the Holy Spirit teach me things about the gospel within movies like that. And I'm not telling you, like, everybody should go watch a horror movie to hear the gospel. I'm not saying that at (laughs) all. But it it checked me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. is this an area of legalistic mindset in, in my heart where it's like I automatically just shut something down because it looks like it could be evil. Mm-hmm. And, and again, I'm, I'm not, again, got to emphasize this a lot. I'm not saying that horror movies like should be watched entirely, but it's like, it all goes down to your convictions and what there are clear cases of what sin is. We all know that, you know, fornication and, and lust, we know that's a sin. We know that entertaining evil is a sin, but we also need to keep in mind, and this is where I go back to like the Halloween thing. We must question if it is actually evil Or has our culture just taught it that it's evil? Hmm. So we've been having a lot of conversation about personal conviction. That, that plays a, a huge role in this. And you mentioned talking about horror movies and all that sort of stuff. In a few weeks, we're going to have an episode about that. Um, so I am excited kind of getting into that a little bit. Um, but I think that this chapter is going to find itself in the middle of a lot of it. Um, this is Romans chapter 14. I am going to read the entire chapter. It is 23 verses, but I think the whole thing kind of helps gives us a holistic picture. Um, so here we go. Romans chapter 14. It says, accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. For instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will only eat vegetables. Those who feel free to eat anything must not look down on those who don't, and those who don't eat certain foods must not condemn those who do, for God has accepted them. Who are you to condemn someone else's servants? Their own master will judge them whether they stand or fall. And with the Lord's help, they will stand and receive his approval. In the same way, some think one day is more holy than another day, while others think every day is alike. You should each be fully convinced that whichever day you choose is acceptable. Those who worship the Lord on a special day do it to honor him. Those who eat any kind of food do so to honor the Lord, since they gave thanks to the Lord before eating it. And those who refuse to eat certain foods also want to please the Lord and give thanks to God. For we don't live for ourselves or die for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. And if we die, it's to honor the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. Christ died and rose again for this very purpose, to be Lord both of the living and of the dead. So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scriptures say, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a person a personal account to God, so let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. 
I know and am convinced on the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it is wrong, then for that person it is wrong. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, if you are not acting in, I'm sorry, and if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you are not acting in love if you eat it. Don't let your eating ruin someone who, for whom Christ died. Then you will not be criticized for doing something you believe is good. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to make a mental marker of verse 17. We're going to come back to that. If you serve Christ with this attitude, you will please God and others will approve of you too. So then let us aim for harmony in the church and try to build each other up. Don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. You may believe there is nothing wrong with what you are doing, but keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. But if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. And that's where he ends. So uh, we'll just start here. What stands out to you guys? Is there anything from that passage that, I mean, there's a ton in there about what you eat, what you drink, all that sort of stuff. But where does the, where do you see the parallels in the conversation that we're having today? I think something that I just noticed in you reading this um, for the first time is that it's talking within the body of believers Mm -hmm. and not unbelievers. And I think that's something that like when, when you read one verse of like, um, like you can participate in certain things if, gosh, what did that say? It was like, you can do stuff as long as it's like not, um, like participate in stuff if it's okay with other people. There you go. So you're looking at verse 14. I know and I'm convinced of the authority of Lord Jesus Christ that no food in and of itself is wrong to eat. But if someone believes it's wrong, then for that person it's wrong. And if another believer is distressed by what you eat, you're not acting in love if you eat it. So don't let your eating ruin some someone for whom Christ died. So it gets a little scary when you talk about like the world and like unbelievers of like, well, if it makes them uncomfortable for me to do a certain thing, then I won't do it. But like, that's a conviction that you have as a follower of Jesus. So in now understanding like this is within the body of believers Mm -hmm. of people who follow Jesus. I think what's huge about this and what you just said is it's almost like the main point of this chapter is... Issues that aren't gospel related shouldn't have the weight of the gospel in our unity. Jonah agrees with that a lot, apparently. Yes. <laughs> I hope you watch, yes. watch on YouTube for yeah. that. Oh my alone. gosh. That's Stop. gonna that's gonna be a short. We're just gonna post that by itself <laughs> and have people guess what you're responding to. No, we should no, like I, we should stitch it. We should say random <laughs> things, just like off the wall things and just Jonah like No, this is what it this is what I see on on social media, okay? The, probably the five things I get asked about the most. Mark of the Beast, Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, Antichrist, Can a Christian Lose Your Salvation, something about Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> 
but, the, but here's that's the, scary the only thing. name we drop on on this podcast right. is Joel so usually, usually it's somewhere around there but here's the thing none of those are about the gospel mm. we are a gospel illiterate church online right now and we are so caught up in the things that take three verses to talk about than the entire 30,000 verses that are pointing at Jesus. Hmm. So that's yeah. why I was like, that's when you said that. I was like, dude, you have, I've been saying this for <laughs> <laughs> nearly every video. It's like, okay, there's the mark of the beast, which is three verses. And then you have the gospel. Like, yeah. if if you are talking more about eschatology than the gospel, your, your theology is off. Hmm. I can't because talk about the gospel eschat- is not pointing to eschatology. Eschatology is pointing to the gospel. Hmm. Yeah, dude, I think that's I think that's so spot on. I think that we have made things so make or break on whether or not they're not. Now, jo- I'm sorry, Jonah. Do you have any any other takeaways from from Romans chapter 14? Yes, I see in in verse two it talks about uh, sensitive conscience, conscience, con mm-hmm. science. <laughs> that, that word's a bit difficult for me. Conscience um, means con science means don't believe it because it's fake news. <laughs> Turned into one of and, those podcasts. And I'm kind of like this is something I want to see churches talk about more. Mm. Is is how to protect your conscience because the Bible talks about it all the time. It's like keep your conscience clear. Mm-hmm. And it says in verse two, it says, for instance, one person believes it's all right to eat anything, but another believer with a sensitive conscience will only eat vegetables. Now, mind you, he's not beaten up on the on that person with a sensitive conscience, mm-hmm. but he is addressing that it is a sensitive conscience. It's That's easily good. disturbed, and so when when it comes to stuff like that, um, we need to protect it. Like, so, okay, so for example, for me, I do not do well with movies or TV shows that uh, have a lot of gore in them or dark deaths or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like the TV show Invincible, I know is like super popular. I can't watch that show because it it disturbs me. My conscience is sensitive in that area because I like or like uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Like there's a scene in there with with the um, with the Scarlet Witch and the Illuminati. I'm not gonna spoil the movie, but if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. That scene disturbed me for a week. Mm. Like and I was on a mission trip at that point. I was like I could not get that scene out of my head because of how much it disturbed me. Because my conscience is sensitive in there, and other people have some conscience is sensitive in other areas. Yeah. And so what what I love about this this passage is like he's not beaten up on the people with a sensitive conscience, but he is saying like some people do have a sensitive conscience in those areas. I have a sensitive conscience over stuff like that, but I don't have a sensitive conscience over stuff like Halloween. Now, mind you, I'm not super passionate about Halloween or anything like that. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I've celebrated Halloween in like six years or something like that. But what I do want people to understand is, is that there is freedom outside of this do or don't mindset that actually Romans 14 is talking about, where it's like you have the option to do so. If it violates your conscience, because your conscience is sensitive toward this area, which is not a bad thing, don't do it. But at the same time, don't condemn those who do celebrate it. And on the other side of the spectrum, don't condemn those who have a sensitive conscience about it. Mm. You know, like it's it's a it's a twofold thing. I don't yeah. have a I don't have a conviction towards Halloween, but I can't tell people to say, Hey, you must celebrate Halloween or something like that, and you gotta get over this phobia, you gotta be over this conscious. No, what I'm saying is like if you have a conviction for it, follow that conviction. Mm-hmm. But what I'm also saying is that don't look down on the people who like me don't have a conviction for it and are not sinning in our hearts when we do it. Is there anything else, anything else that 
because I, I actually think this 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 chapter gives us our practical applications for this topic, and so I, I think it's all just kind of wrapped up in here. So we'll go that way. But but before we get into that, I just want to ask: Is there anything else that stands out from this passage, or maybe if there's any just kind of final remarks that you had uh, from either of you that maybe you wanted to give to this conversation, but it just hasn't come up naturally? Or any of the yeah, let me or... let me add something to the conscious thing. I wanted to say this, and I totally blanked on it. Even verse 23 talks about why we need to protect our conscience, where it says, but if you have doubts of whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. For you are not following your convictions. If you're doing anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. What does that mean? It's like if you, if, if you have a conviction for it and your conscience is sensitive about it, it, it is seen as a sin because what will happen is your mind will be disturbed by it. Your faith will be affected the the grace of God will, that you receive from Him will be affected because you'll be so you'll be feeling condemned and convicted, even if it's not really a sin. Hmm. And so there are certain areas where it's like okay, super legalistic mindset, like you like that's just wrong. Like eat, growing up thinking celery eating celery is a sin, like that's clearly not a sin. I think that is something that us as mature Christians should grow out of. But then there are some areas that the Holy Spirit leaves there. As in, like, for for me, it's like I can't watch movies like that because they mm-hmm. disturb me, and it's just not good for me. But I have friends who who love the Invincible series and love the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movies, and they get no problem with it, but they still love the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so it would be a sin for me to continue to watch content like that because it violates my conscience. And when my conscience is violated, then it puts me at a distance from God. Yeah. And it pushes me away because I'm feeling condemned. I'm feeling convicted. I feel guilty. And it's it's hard, even harder for me to focus on God because I'm so overwhelmed with the guilt that I have. So it, we really just got to clear clear the way out, out of that. Um, but at the same time, also, we also as mature Christians need to understand like, hey, this is there are some things where it's blatant sin that the Bible says. And then there's convictions that the Holy Spirit puts puts in place in our own personal lives that we don't cross that line, but other people might be able to cross that line. And we, and kind of like what you, Aaron, said, uh, we just got to stay in our lane. Yeah. That is something that I didn't want to end this episode. Like, I feel in my heart, like, oh, we need to make a really big clarification on there are blatant sins that are in the bible that break god's heart that cause separation that you can't decide oh well i don't feel convicted about that so therefore i i can choose my own way i just wanted to make sure that we made that abundantly clear because yes that yeah gosh it felt like heavy like sitting on me of like people might take this episode like particularly if you're like new to the faith of like oh well i can just take everything and this say this doesn't bother me so this yeah i don't feel convicted about murder so i can go out and murder you but will like, be convicted <laughs> of- <laughs> you will yeah we have- legally and spiritually <laughs> yes yeah well i mean but like what if somebody no, didn't feel didn't feel convicted about murder like that's a very extreme well i think case. There, there are plenty of cases for for i think at some point or another where we did something we had something in our lives that we're like oh this is great i enjoy this and then you open up the pages of the bible and you realize oh this thing is offensive to towards god and then there comes a point where whether i feel bad about it or not if i understand that this is truth then my life has to has to align itself with this Mm -hmm. and so I, i think that did you i'm sorry really quick did you have anything else to add 
No, I just was going to repeat for emphasis that there are sins that cause separation from God. And Halloween is not listed explicitly in the Bible as like, this is a sin or this is not a sin. So it comes down to this conviction conversation. But there are certain things that God is very clear about in the Bible that will cause separation from him. So please, please, please hear me when I say like, you can't just decide what you're convicted about and what you're not convicted about. Yeah. So yep. this is this is where it gets fun. Oh boy. Where is the <laughs> It's actually a pretty simple answer and it's it's actually it's in the the passage that we just read, but this is this is kind of our, our practical applications portion. How do I decide if something is just a personal conviction or if it is undeniably sinful? Read the Bible? Good place to start. <laughs> Reading the Bible, yes. I think I think we also like this is this is what I tell people is like, you know, just follow Jesus as hard as you can and if he has a problem with it, he'll tell you. Mm. Because, you know, when we read the Bible, like what Morgan said, like the Bible's painfully clear that there are some things that are sin. Um we all know that, you know, lust is wrong, hate is wrong. There are practices that God condemns, such as murder homosexuality might get canceled for that one but but there are some things that are blatant sin but kind of like what what aaron you said is like okay as you read the bible you're gonna come to terms like oh this is a sin and this transgresses god i need to repent and adjust my life because of that but on the flip side as well as we need to understand what is a sin i think we need to more than that understand what is celebrated in the kingdom of god because if we live in a life of just abstaining from sin that's not a heart consecrated to god that's that's a child scared that he's going to make the parent mad and lives Mm -hmm. an entire life like that that's not healthy what god wants us to show is like hey instead of trying to not hate people love people instead instead of being selfish serve people instead of doing this do this and so we go back to what god commanded where it's like love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself like everything should be seen through that filter in mm-hmm. the, in this life and there are certain areas that the bible like what morgan said does not talk about the bible doesn't talk about halloween the bible doesn't talk about secular music or movies or something like that so when we get to that area where it's like the bible's not exactly clear i think that's where it becomes a conviction Mm-hmm. where it becomes a conviction issue where it's like well i can kind of see how this could be a sin but i could also see how this is not a sin so holy spirit you're the lord of my life what do you say there and whatever is, you say i will do that yeah I, I, I i love that like that idea of instead of focusing on living a life abstained from sin focus on living an abundant life with jesus yeah i'm a i'm a name drop here um Matt Chandler would say, and I know he's in a weird spot right now, but I still think there's plenty of truth that has come from this man and hopefully will come for years to come. But uh, he, he said that one of the, 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 the baseline for whether or not someone is growing in their faith and if they are active in living in their faith is uh, it's in a, a, a growing affection towards Jesus and a growing hatred towards sin. Mm. And you can't separate either of those two that they yes. actually are interlocked with one another mm-hmm. and that they do work hand in hand with each other. Um, to go back, Jonah, you hit the nail right on the head. Um, uh, verse 17, I said earlier that I wanted to come back to it. It says, the, uh, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink, but of living a life of goodness and peace and joy 
in the Holy Spirit. So Paul is making the assumption that to this body of believers that's that he's writing to, they are living a life led by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So he is saying that is your GPS. That is the thing that keeps you aligned. That is the thing that keeps you centered on how should I live my life? I think that he is in that statement. He is directly opposing the idea of any sort of institutions or uh, just the court of public opinion that tells you, yes, this is right. No, this is wrong. He says, listen, at the end of the day, this whole thing should come down to the leading of the spirit in your life. And then you living in obedience to that. I had a friend of mine who I talked to and I was working on a message for something and I was just struggling with it. I'm like, dude, I've, I've prayed about this. I'm like struggling trying to get like my head around this passage, but I know I have to teach on it. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go and do my best. That was essentially just kind of where I landed on it. And he told me, I'll never forget this. He goes, dude, if you have done your due diligence, if you have prayed, if you have sought the spirit, if you have lived in the word and you feel like God has been relatively silent on what you're asking for him to reveal to you, if you go up there and teach doing the best that you can, then good job. Good job. He says that God loves you enough that he's not going to hold you to a stand. He's not going to be seemingly quiet and then condemn you because you didn't move the way that he (laughs) told you to move. Right. So in this same way, we have to remember living living a life of conviction is not about following a rule book it's all about having an interpersonal relationship with the spirit of god and so i think what happens is, is in so many of these conversations and so many of these debates that we get in we remove the spirit of god from the conversation and just say well this is how i feel and it doesn't line up with how you feel, so we're going to go two separate ways. But let me ask you a question. If two people are both following the Spirit, guess what's going to happen? They're eventually going to end up on the same road. They're eventually going to end up moving in the same direction together. So I think so much of the disunity that we see in the church around these non-gospel issues, these tertiary issues, are the result of we're all trying to pursue our own way instead of following the way of the Spirit. And I think that would bring some clarity. Now, this still gets dicey because, in theory, we say, well, if everybody did this, then we would have a decision on Halloween tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what if that's not even the goal? What if the goal is really just for us to experience unity even through our differences? Yeah, like, is that the end goal? Like, it, in the, like, realm of the Big C Church, us deciding whether or not to let kids go trick-or-treating is not at the top of my list come to our house we will give you as much candy as you want <laughs> on any day of the year it, if i mean if we haven't eaten it all we will gladly share with we'll you probably eat it all. <laughs> uh but yeah like that that is not number one on my list of things that i want the big c church to to find unity on like halloween is not yep. number one on that list i don't care if your kids follow my list of do's and don'ts i want your kids to know and love jesus and to be able to be led by the spirit on their own to make their own decisions based on based on the spirits leading and that even goes to what jesus said with with peter and john where peter basically at near the end after jesus already sent or resurrected he's telling peter basically how he's gonna die and peter's first response was like well what about john (laughs) and and jesus looks at him he goes if i keep john alive until i come back 
why do you care? Yeah. I love that. That is one of my favorite Jesus moments in the entire Bible. Right. And that's that's the truth of it. It's like, you know, we can't be doing that with the Lord where it's like comparing right. each other's lives because mm-hmm. we're following Jesus, not a crowd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. So I would say that if we if we had a clear takeaway, uh one would be I mean take every step necessary to walk in tune with the spirit. I think that's probably a good, mm-hmm. a good clear way to put that. If that means for you engaging with the word more, if that means for you praying more, if that means for you uh, engaging in worship, whatever it takes for you to have that communion with the spirit. Um, and, and here's another thing too. I feel gross saying this. Don't do what I've done for all these years of just say, well, I don't know. I haven't, I don't have an opinion on this thing. I, I think there's some, there's a grace and there's a leniency for that. Right. And so this, this is kind of the last spot that I wanted us to look at is a uh, verse 23 it says, if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. So for me, uh, I think that this would translate itself to if I have doubts on whether or not I should partake in Halloween or not, it's better to stay on the safe side and don't do it. And that's that's clearly what I think this is saying, right? Now, that doesn't make me a better Christian, a worse Christian, a captive Christian, a more liberated Christian or whatever, right? It's it's none of that stuff. It's a sense of this. However, um, I do think that he is still inviting us into, like, I need to sit with the Spirit and actually work this out. I need to allow God to speak into this life, this part of my life where I'm like, listen, I'm confused on this. I don't know what to do. And I think that we have to get past the idea of like, oh, well, ignorance is bliss. Like, I'm, I'm just not going to look into this. I'm not going to care or not. Listen, if it's, if it's something that has that much weight for us and we do have these convictions, I think, one, we should figure out what our convictions are around certain topics. But then, two, and this actually might be flipped, we need to figure out why we have the convictions that we have. Um, I think, Jonah, the other day when I was texting you about this, I was like, I grew up in a house, and I may have mentioned this earlier, but, like, I grew up in a house that was anti-Halloween, so I just grew up anti-Halloween. Let me ask you a question. Me me living like that, is that actually doing anything for my faith? No. Not really. It, no, it's not because I'm just going with the status quo. What's more growing for my faith? To figure out why I have the convictions that I do. Like to follow Jesus blindly just because somebody told you to do it. There's no sacrifice in that. There's no commitment in that. It's just, oh, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to do, so I'm going to do it. But to actually make the decision of... No, I I, I want to have an interpersonal uh, relationship with Jesus. I want to know exactly what he wants for my life. That's where the growth happens. That's where conviction is bred out of or where it should be bred out of. Um, and it's also, it's just going down a path of learning that we shouldn't be so afraid of to figure out, okay, we, yeah, why do, why do I think about this? I mentioned earlier Mike Winger. He has a great, he did a series on, so, so his whole channel is about thinking biblically. That's it. Um, and he did a series on women in ministry. And he asked three questions at the very beginning that I think we should carry with us into all sorts of stuff that we do. It was, I'm, I might butcher these, but it was basically, where do you currently stand on this issue? What do you expect the Bible to say about this issue? And where do you hope to end up once you do your research? And I think those are three important questions because to think about this is where I currently am, but also this is where I hope to be. It tells you so much about your heart. Like take this topic of Halloween, Mm -hmm. ask yourself, what do I believe about Halloween right now? 
And then after spending time with God and his word, what do I hope I feel on the back end of that? Because that's going to influence the way you read the Bible. It's going to influence the way you pray. It's going to be the lens at which you look through every decision that you make with Jesus. Um, Sorry, that's all I, I kind of forgot. You guys no, were there for good. a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so that's all that I have on that. But um, I'm going to read this last sentence of chapter 14. Um, and so if y'all have anything, go ahead and chime in on it. But I think it, it comes down to this. Um, I'm, actually, I'm just going to read, read all of verse 23 one more time because it's, it's that good. If you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. Take that, pray that, <laughs> eat that, eat that. Mm-hmm. Have don't eat that if you're convicted about eating it. <laughs> as long as I can eat it in the form of a Reese's pumpkin. Mm, there you go. Yeah. What about that? Like, is that okay? What, or do you got to do regular Reese's? <laughs> well, Reese's pumpkins are infinitely better than a regular Reese cup. So. Here we go. This this is the reason why people oh, tuned no. in today. It's your favorite Halloween candy. Reese's is yours pump- still Rolos? Are you still eating your Rolos? Did I ever eat Rolos? <laughs> I don't Dude, oh, I used to Rolos do I used to do I used to do Swiss rolls. Swiss rolls. Uh, yes, Swiss rolls. I'm sorry, not Rolos. <laughs> yeah. Used to uh, do. What happened? Uh I'm on Cosmic Brownies now. I feel like you're on um Nutty Buddies, Nutty those are the buddies. other ones. Yeah. yeah, I'm just I'm working my way around Little Debbie's Kingdom. It Christmas is in our household already. We already have the Christmas tree cakes. Christmas tree cakes, infinitely better than any Halloween snack, and I'll stand on that till I die. No, <laughs> we I'm just kidding. skip Halloween. Halloween you know, doesn't we, really have. We yeah, have, have so have many snacks. convictions about yeah. Halloween. We just skip it and just go straight. To Christmas. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> just we go straight an, to Christmas. We but eat it, enough candy all, during the year. All so. of our convictions are based on Little Debbie snack cakes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's not a bad one. <laughs> anyway, Jonah is, favorite Jonah favorite Halloween candy. Yeah. Ah, uh, don't do that to me. Um, is there a difference? Is it just your favorite let, candy? Let me, well, well, I, I I don't really have favorites, but I will share that I I am a fan of candy corn. Oh, I know gosh. that is such a controversial statement, but I do I do like myself. Okay, so every, so candy wait, corn. I have a second like a follow up question. Do you like candy pumpkins? What is that? Oh. They're like they're the candy it's the same corn, thing, but it's in, in the shape of a pumpkin. Have you ever had one? If it's candy corn, I, th- I think so. Okay, if you yeah. haven't, I this is your practical application homework from the episode. <laughs> I need you to try the candy pumpkins and tell me if you like them more or less than candy corn. Because in my opinion, again, conversation starter, this is not the end all be all. Candy pumpkins infinitely better than candy corn. All right. Interesting. I will. She, I will she has spoken. This and get back to you. Thank you so much. I can't. I can't wait to hear. I every year around this time, the conversation about candy corn comes up, and I couldn't remember where I stand on it. And the other day, I got my hands on some. It is not. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I am not team candy corn. Uh, anyway, so hey, that was great, Jonah. Thank you so much for your time, love man. You hey, guys. Wh- wh- why don't you love you too, man? It's been it's been way too long. Uh, why don't yep. you go ahead and share a little bit about um how people can find you and uh maybe just kind of all the 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 different things that you have your hand in right now if that's okay yeah um well you can find me at the bible teacher on tiktok instagram and i'm currently working on youtube um it is the bible teacher with a period in between each word so the dot bible dot teacher 
Um, currently, I'm actually a full-time missionary with One Voice Student Missions, and we just ha- we want to see every student saved, discipled, and sent. We are um, helping students create Bible clubs within their high schools and training them on how to do that. We also host stadium events called Gen Z for Jesus, where um, we, we do a lot, and, and we're just missionaries before America. And I also uh, assist with Nick Vojtic in his youth ministry as well. And so those are kind of the areas I'm in. Um, and yeah, sweet. I do social media on top of that, and it's pretty fun. There you go. Hey, uh, be sure to go ahead and give Jonah a follow. Make up for all the people who canceled him. Uh, <laughs> I hope. Uh, <laughs> I hope having a, a little bit of a longer platform to kind of voice your yourself on some of these things was was hopefully helpful. And uh, yeah, I can see uh, if you get in any more hot water, we'll uh, we'll probably have you back on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about how the Earth is not flat. There we go. Oh man, gosh. <laughs> If people stop listening to us, this is going to be why. You're going to be the reason why people... Uh, well, hey... Uh, Your viewership drops. There, Yeah. Well, Jonah, thank you so much for this. Uh, thank you all so much for listening to the True Discipleship Podcast. If you're listening on any plat- podcast platform, be sure to give us a follow and leave a review. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit the subscribe button, like, comment. It only takes a second. And if you would have done it, you'd be done by now. So uh, I am Aaron. I'm Morgan. And I'm Jonah. Thanks so much for listening to episode 14 of the True Discipleship Podcast. You'll see us next time. Do we do we wish people happy Halloween or no? How do we sign off? No, we'll just leave it. There it is. We uh, Have a yeah. great night. <laughs>